This episode is brought to you by Revolutionary Empire Builders. Now, feel free to skip ahead of this message if you are totally satisfied with playing small, if you don't really want to grow your list or your impact or your income, if you're totally fine with having things be the way that they are and you don't really believe that you're made for more, then definitely skip ahead to the episode because this one is a doozy. But if you're tired of playing small, then there comes a time in every revolutionary's life when he or she must take a stand where you say enough is enough, enough with not thinking you're enough, enough with the self-doubt and delaying your dreams, enough with the plagiarized programming. If you are ready, if you know that you were born to stand out, to rule your life, if you know deep down that there is a soul-stirring mission in your heart that you need to fulfill on this planet, if you know you were made for more, if you know you've had glimpses or moments or inclinations of just how freaking powerful you are, and perhaps it scared you, perhaps it scared others even because they just didn't own their own power, to this, I say no more. Because being small is in service to no one. Smallness is not inspiring. Smallness does not breed hope. And smallness consumes potential like a virus and drowns it in a hole of darkness. You, revolutionary, are the light. You are a living, breathing inspiration to people, to your industry about what is possible. I know you've been through some things. And you are ready to stand out. You are ready to take charge of your time. You are ready to revolutionize your mindset. You are ready to revolutionize your skill set and step up as the leader, as the impactful leader that you were born to be. You're ready to take your systems to the next level and make them freaking simple so that your empire thrives and you have the freedom to run it effortlessly. You are ready to take your branding and step out more congruently, more aligned, more authentic than you've ever been. You are ready to step into a whole new level of messaging and sharing your marketing message with the world so that you make that impact and the income that you deserve. If you are ready, revolutionary, to take your sales to the next level, to take that income and just skyrocket it like my revolutionaries and revolutionary empire builders are going from 5K to 8K, going from 25K to 50K, going from 50K to 100K. If you are ready to step up and step into your purpose of building the empire of impact and love and service and mission and purpose that you were born to build then Revolutionary Empire Builders is where it is at. Get in on the wait list. This is the only way that you can get in because Revolutionary Empire Builders is currently closed to the public. So if you want to get in, you will have an exclusive opportunity when you join the wait list to get in for 50% off the first month so that you have the chance to experience the revolution for yourself. You get to tap into your community of fellow visionary leaders who are leading their industry industries like badasses. You get to innovate from different industry perspectives so that you stand out more in yours. You get to show up on a whole new level for yourself and get the coaching with me with no commitment and no high fees. All you got to do is get your butt on that wait list and join the revolution. Jump in now at crownyourself.com forward slash revolutionary empire builders.
Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys, and babies. Let's make it rain. Hello, hello, and welcome back to The Princess and the Bee. As always, take a hot second of gratitude to slow it down, to give yourself some thanks for choosing content that uplifts and inspires and sometimes challenges. Um, As you know, my Enneagram 8 self loves to give you a good challenge, challenge some self-limiting beliefs, and let's take our lives to the next level together because... There is this myth that's been bothering me recently. It is a myth that you will be doing what you are doing one year from now. And it's so common. It is so common with my solopreneurs, with my beginning entrepreneurs that I see that, oh, I'm going to be doing what I'm doing one year from now if you're building a business that you're actually going to become an owner of instead of an operator. Because the self-employed solopreneur myth thinks, oh, I'm a, insert whatever it is that you are, a facialist, an event planner, a celebrant, uh, an executive producer, um, a PA, a voice actor, whatever it is, if you have a career of some sort, there is a belief, especially more so with my entrepreneurs and my solopreneurs, that you will be doing what you are doing one year from now. For example, I was on a uh, consult call with a client and we were chatting and I said, okay, we were diving into her vision and what she wanted and she created this amazing skincare products and she was really, really excited to be taking this and having the, like, this was her business. Like she was like, this was her baby. This was a thing. And I asked her, I said, in one year from now, what would you love to be doing in your business? And she said, making product. And I was like, Let's dive in and unpack that a little bit. What specifically do you mean about making product? And she wanted to be stirring the batches. She wanted to be in the nitty gritty of actually the making of the product rather than innovating and creating new product or innovating and making certain products better. Because the thing is that separates a solopreneur from a CEO is a CEO casts a vision for the future. A CEO is constantly looking as to how they can replace themselves in their current tasks and things that they are doing. So for example, I was working with one of my entrepreneurs and he has a small team and one of the tasks that was just chewing up all of his time was sales calls. And while he was like, I, I know I'm the closer. I'm the closer. I can totally, like the sales calls were his jam. He loved the face-to-face contact. He loved having the sales call. And what was getting him stuck from actually growing was him stuck doing these freaking sales calls. 
The thing is, is that we got him to a place where he started figuring out how he could do some of the sales calls, but start to replace himself in different ways so that he wouldn't be the one having to do the qualifier sales calls, which are the the pre-calls that check on, is this person a qualified person for my product or program? Like, does this person have the money to invest? Does this person have the desire? Does this person see the vision for what this product or this program will do for the rest of their life? Like, he was doing the qualifier calls and he was doing like the final follow-up sales calls. And he had a fantastic close rate. But in order to free him up so he could actually grow and scale the business, it required him to have more time. And he didn't have more time when he was focusing on just making sales calls and you know having those conversations. The thing is, is that it takes strategy and planning and vision that the higher you go is as you build your business and having worked with CEOs who are in in the field who aren't doing all the little piddly stuff the less they're doing of the daily do to do to do to do to do stuff they aren't posting their own stuff on social media but what keeps most self-employed and solopreneurs stuck is that they don't delegate the tasks that aren't in their genius zone. And this is the correlation that I have seen having coached entrepreneurs for now three years and seen that the amount of time you actually spend in your genius zone directly influences the amount of money that your business is bringing in. So what this means is when you are crystal clear on what your genius zone is, that is what you spend your working time in. When I was at Business Mastery, I got to see billionaire Sarah Blakely speak with Tony Robbins, and it was awesome. Now, when you're running a giant company like Spanx, being in your genius zone, it can be challenging. And she shared with us about how when she was growing the business, she was unhappy that she was in all these different, like constantly in meetings, doing all the different things in legal and um, looking at marketing. And her genius zone, her love is really product creation. She loves creating products. And I have to say that I am wearing her Spanx leggings. I am not sponsored by that, but these are the comfiest freaking suck in your tummy leggings that I have ever felt. They are wonderful. I love them. They look like pants. They look like sexy leggings and they're totally appropriate to wear out and to wear around the house. I will say my husband really appreciates me in them. But she talked about coming back to Spanx and spending her time in product creation and in doing the thing that really is her zone of genius. And yes, as a business owner, especially when you're a solopreneur, especially when you're starting out, and even as you grow, your tasks and the things on your plate are going to change and they are going to shift. And it's easy to get pulled into directions that aren't focusing in your zone of genius. Now, the key here is as you grow and as you grow your business, you also hire people whose zones of genius they work in. So, for example, Marie, my awesome, amazing queen team member, her zone of genius is spreadsheets. She literally has on her Slack... (laughs) 
all about that sheet and I saw that and I literally laughed my ass off. I love her so much. And she had she just loves the spreadsheets. So everything that is related to tracking, making sure that we have our blogs categorized and all the podcasts and all the backend stuff with our Google Drive, like she has that. She like that's the jam. And she lo- also loves editing this podcast. So all the like uploading those task driven activities like uploading the podcast, getting the newsletters up on on onto our CRM. Like she does that and then she tracks that as well. She is a rock star and she is all about the sheet. That is her genius zone is spreadsheets. Not mine. I mean I as a Virgo, I freaking love a good spreadsheet. I love it to be organized and detailed and show me the the data. I love that data. But I don't like inputting it because it feels like a waste of giant freaking time for me. Like that is not my genius zone. My genius zone is challenging, championing, cheerleading, transforming people's stories. Like that is my genius zone. That is the thing that I thrive in. The more I do that, the more I write my blogs, the more I coach my clients, the more I do my podcasts, the more I connect on a one-on-one level with my peeps, with my community the more money my business has made. Like that knowing my genius zone has been a godsend for me when I could chunk it up to exactly what that was, which was coaching, challenging, and transforming people's stories. Like connecting, coaching, challenging, connecting, and transforming people's stories. Like that is like in the realm of my genius. And transforming people's stories, I do that in every avenue, whether it's from this podcast or from the the blogs and the newsletters or from the courses or from through my revolutionary empire builders program or through my coaching like that's my overarching genius is transforming people's stories and challenging people into rising into their highest and best like that's one of my favorite things to do and i'm freaking good at it and i own that and i also know that i'm not freaking good at managing a spreadsheet on the day-to-day Like that is something to be delegated. And the great solopreneur myth is that you are going to be operating, doing the day-to-day because like three years ago, I was managing the spreadsheet and I did a, a, I did a pretty piss poor job of it. Um, like it, like it would be sporadic. It wouldn't be consistent. Like when I do my certain things that are in my genius zone consistently, it is freaking rocking. Business is good. When I am was you know, three, four years ago when I was doing lots of piddly stuff and not really making any money, it caused such friction in my business because I and, and also a lack of love for it too. Like when you're not doing the thing that really is the thing that brings you so much joy. And for a lot of my visionary leaders that I coach, like the thing that brings them so much joy is having a vision for their business. It is vision. It is innovating. It is pivoting. It is idea generation. It is coming up with new content and creation and things like that. Like that's that's their jam. But most solopreneurs who aspire to be the visionary leaders, who aspire to have all those crazy, amazing, creative ideas and they have them, they get bogged down in all the details, in all the piddly stuff. The thing is, is that the higher up the ladder you go, the less you do, and the more your being and who you be comes into play. It is your job 
as the leader of your company and the leader of your life to hold the vision for both your company and your life. You can get stuck in workaholism and stuck in the struggle and the struggle of growing your business will soon not be fun when you are like, I can't tell you how many times in 2015 and 2016, I was in this stop, start pattern, stop, start pattern, stop, start pattern because I wasn't loving what I was doing because I wasn't operating in my genius zone. Like you can operate in your zone of competence for a little while and you can get by, especially as a high achiever, because yeah, there are many things still in my business that I don't love doing. The thing is, those things, I don't do them 100% of the time. I am not spending all of my time looking at doing those things. In fact, when I do those things, I'm thinking, how can I delegate this? Who can I delegate this to? Is this directly necessary to bringing in profit? Is this directly necessary to bringing in greater revenue, connecting and having a greater impact with our community? Like, is this directly impacting it? And if it is, then I do it and I'm like, okay, I will I will generate that gratitude. I will generate that joy to be able to do that activity. At the same time, I know that immediately after I finish that, I have to, I have to do something in my genius zone, whether that's like popping on here and recording a podcast, like this is exactly what happened. <laughs> like I was doing a task that, that needed to get done. I was working on something that needed to get done and it wasn't 100% of my genius zone. Yeah, I would definitely say it was in my zone of excellence. And I said, okay, I'm going to pop off. I'm going to re- record a podcast. I'm going to spend the next hour recording podcasts. And that's what I did. And so I popped on here to challenge and champion all of you to step into your genius zone and to look at the myth of what are the things that you're doing that are not 100%. So maybe like to circle back with my client in the beginning, What we came up with was a thing that she really loved. Her genius zone was innovating and developing and creating product. Like she loved product design and that was her thing. That's why she thought that a year from now she would be continuing to like stir the batches and make the make the product herself. But when she realized that what she loved was innovating and that the stirring of the batches could be done by someone else and that that human touch could be added with just as much love as she did, that she could really focus on innovation, on growth, on what could what new products could she release? How could she market them better? How could she innovate the way that she sold them or the packaging or the the how she brought them out into the world? A queen is not doing the work of her housemaids. She is not doing the cleaning. She is not doing the cooking. She like, I mean, and many of you know, I have delegated the cooking 100% to my husband because for me, like if it were up to me, I would totally just eat like cans of tuna and like carrots and celery like all day like that and like maybe have an egg for breakfast. Like I'm not like food for me is just a form of fuel. I have delegated the cooking to my husband. That way I get amazing, really lovely meals that I'm like, ooh, this is this is much better than bland. I was just raised on very bland cooking. So I delegate, I, I, I like a queen, delegate the, the cooking. Um, but a queen does not do the work of her housemaid. She does not do the work of her staff. So if you are to become the queen of your life and of your business, then look at what is the work that a, a queen's staff would do. Perhaps it is like... Perhaps it's not responding to every message um, from the people, but maybe it's responding to the strategic partners. Maybe it's responding to the emails of prospective clients. 
Maybe it's allowing, you know, the customer service to be passed off to somebody else. Maybe it's allowing your sales calls to be passed off to somebody else. Maybe it's the uh, designing your website to be passed off to somebody else. But you first must know what is your genius zone so that you can then delegate to everything and anything outside of that if it can be delegated or look to see how you can eliminate it or automate it before you even delegate it. Because it can be much more cost effective to your bottom line if you automate it, which is actually what I am diving into all of my systems in the month of May with my Revolutionary Empire Builders, which if you jump on the wait list, it is not open to the public. It is only available to the waitlist only for right now. So if you jump on the waitlist, you will have an opportunity to get in sooner than the rest of the world. So if this podcast really spoke to you, if you're looking to learn how you can eliminate, automate, and delegate, if you are looking to really step up your leadership as the queen bee of your business, then get on the wait list for Revolutionary Empire Builders. Go to crownyourself.com forward slash Revolutionary Empire Builders. Get on the wait list so that you can jump in and join my fellow revolutionaries who are just crushing it. Like every one of the stories I told you were, are of people who have been in or currently are in Revolutionary Empire Builders. And because they learned how to replace themselves, they are growing faster. Like, And by that, I mean making more money. Like they're growing faster even during this time of global pandemic and crisis and all of that. So go to crownyourself.com forward slash revolutionary empire builders. Get on the wait list so that when it opens, it opens. It will be only open to you guys So who are on the wait list. So jump in. And as always, my fellow princess and the beers, own your throne. Mind your business because your reign is now. Till next time. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at crown yourself now or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules.